Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from the Verge. Uh, today we are bringing back our Pathways to Present series. Um, and the topic is simplicity. Once again, we're using Celebration of Discipline as our 12 topic outline for the year 2022. And David and I just uh, step in kind of our experience with uh, simplicity, how it's changed and evolved over the years. Um, we also wanted to thank you for the Kickstarter support. Uh, check out kick.drcrpod.com. We are releasing a book uh, that David has written of poetry, uh, desert spirituality in haiku form. And we have a few more days left of that. Uh, if you want to learn more about it, uh, you can email me at desertrainpoem at gmail.com. Uh, we'll also have the link in the show notes. Uh, before we get into all that, thank you to Jacob at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. If you want to learn more about Desert Rain Community, theruined.com is the place to go. Oh, you can also go to monkdrums.com if you want to order a drum. Uh, drcrpod.com is where you can hear other episodes of either Dispatches from the Verge, um, any of our Pathways to Present series, or Road to Desert Rain, where I interview uh, folks that have uh, that are a part of the community. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Word of mouth and social media really helps us out. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. back to Desert Rain Community Radio. I'm Dorian Mason. You are David Morrison. Uh, the last I checked, yes. Good morning. My driver's license says so. Or like the video says, I'm Davis Morrison. <laughs> I'm David Morrison and I want to be a real boy. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that whole video, dude. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this will be released at the end of May. And we're in mid-May, and we launched our Kickstarter. That's the video we're referring to right now. Um, there's a link for the Kickstarter in the uh, show notes of the podcast. Um, please, please give what you can, or at least pass it, pass that information along. We're hoping to hit a hundred book orders. So hopefully, by the time we post this, we'll already be at a hundred. Yeah. Because it'll be two or three weeks away. But anyways, thank you anyway. Uh, thank you all that have given, that yeah, have shared the link. Thank you. Um, and that have been a part of the process. Because it, it hasn't been just David and I. It's been a lot of people. Yeah. All hands on deck, it feels like. Uh, today's episode, we, we are shifting back into Pathways to Presence. Uh, this is the fifth episode. And if you follow along with the um, celebration of discipline, chapter five is simplicity. Yeah. And um, so may, maybe that's a good place to start is what, you know, uh, as of May 14th, 2022, what is, what is your understanding in the sense of how you try to embody simplicity in your life, David? Uh, probably. I probably see it at through 
a monastic expression, quasi-monastic. So that's why we came out here in the first place was okay. to, uh, you know, I, I felt like there was nothing, you know, this is like 1999 and I was evaluating my life. A lot of this is, is connected to that, to the uh, recovery step of taking a, a, uh, a moral inventory of yourself you will you know you don't want to live with your finger on your pulse but you also want to take inventory right examine things look at the baggage that you've that you've accumulated over the years and maybe take the trash out and uh put a new coat of paint up replace some wood you know kind of thing on your soul you know and uh and so do some minor renovations here and there so i was looking at my life as a christian in the late 90s and I was asking the question, what is it about my life that is any different from anyone else's life in suburban America? Because mm. at that point, you were a homeowner. Yeah, in, I became know. a homeowner at 35. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you, you had a, a nine-to-five job. Yep, the pink house, uh, no lawn, just rocks. But, you know, eh, what are you going to do? Such as the Southwest. But we had moved up to the east side. Uh, <laughs> And uh, anyway, so yeah, and and so as a evangelical charismatic Christian, uh, they usually put that, they usually answer that question with beliefs. My beliefs are superior to others. Oh, is right, right. But so that didn't count to me. That didn't, you know. Okay, so you're, uh, you believe this. So what? What? How has it changed your life? How is your life any different? How is your life any kind of a light and service to others? Right. Uh, and, you know, it's coming up pretty empty. Uh, Which I, th- I thought that was an interesting aspect of this, of this chapter was uh, his idea of, like, shifting simplicity. Some of those other things that you're talking about right now sort of start sorting themselves out. Yeah, it's an inward transformation that causes a, an outward change kind of thing. Yeah, so I didn't mean to sure. interrupt you, but... No, yeah. So, so for me, it became. Uh, I need a, 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 you know, it dawned on me that Christianity, expressed in a life, is a countercultural expression. Right. It's a countercultural life, and so what would be countercultural? Well, our, the values of our consumer culture is hyper individualism. Is the first one. It's all about me. It's all about what I can possess. Uh, Etc. cetera. Which, uh, which logos I can have on my clothes and yeah. cars. And, and 100 years and so or 150 years ago, it was who can I possess right. in this country, yeah. right. right? And so, so there, yeah, so there's, there's a, this, this culture has a very uh, toxic and strange relationship with ownership and possession. So, so it started. Well, that, I mean, even that, I mean, going to the who can I, that's throughout history. Yeah. There's, people have had a weird connection to wanting to to uh, capture and enslave people right yeah true uh and so so community became mm. a, a simpler you know of a, a value of simplicity a greater simplicity to live in community uh and yeah and to look at what i possess and see how much it's possessing me so we we abandoned this was just our choice we felt uh in our discernment process, that that was the way. This is the way mm-hmm. to go, which was to uh, forego home ownership, 
and live communally mm. kind of thing. And so we've never looked back. Well, it's funny too, because uh, that idea of living in community also, there, there's a certain aspect of sharing resources. Exactly. Right. And, and uh, a conver- I, I can't, it might've been last week. Yeah. It must've been last week. Uh, I'm, I'm going on a camping trip. And so what, because of the hyper individualism, I'm on Amazon searching for tents, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, air mattresses, and so on and so forth. That after next weekend, I'm not going to use again. Right. Like the amount of time I camp is very low. Yeah. <laughs> and I was talking to you, you and Marsha about it, and you're you're like, well, ask the oh, because I th- did I ask if you had camping? Yeah, yeah we yeah. got rid of it years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, because you guys don't camp either. Yeah. And you know, you camping sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you mentioned the steals, and. Uh, and I was like, okay. And before I asked them, I remembered that my sister had offered me camping gear mm. last year. You know, when I go on my one yeah. <laughs> once a year. Um, and even that last year when we went, my buddy bought some stuff for the weekend and then just donated it to the campground. Oh, okay. To the guy at the campground because he knew he wasn't going to use it again. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, and, um, you know, and so I was able to reach out to my sister and, you know, she got tent and so on and so forth anyways it was just it was i was reminded through this idea of simplicity of like my initial reaction is to go into that hyper individual yeah take care consumer. of consumer yeah um but luckily i i have community members around me that remind me of like you can ask people if you can borrow yeah. something <laughs> yeah exactly and so, yeah, and it's not just ownership. It's overthinking things. There's mm-hmm. inner simplicity. Uh, there's uh, too much investment in the future. Mm-hmm. That could happen to us. Uh, that's a very common thing. And when we're too invested in the future, uh, we're, you know, as, as every religious tradition, especially the gospel, uh, but definitely, you know, Buddhism, Judaism, uh, Islam, uh, you know, it would say you're you're invested in an illusion because the future mm-hmm. doesn't exist mm-hmm. in that sense, and and you can do the same with the past, right? You know, and so it's not your. Uh, at at some point, it's not uh, the reality of what happened in the past. It's your the story and narrative that you've mm-hmm. uh, formed around what happened right. that's yeah, more exactly. important, and that's that's an illusion, and so. Which in in recovery, you had mentioned you know the moral inventory earlier in recovery. Yeah. Part of that inventory is to put the past um in a new perspective yeah because a lot of time a- alcoholics and addicts have made up this story whatever it is right everyone yeah. is different but then when you start writing things down in black and white and look like reading your yeah. thoughts it it just it makes you reevaluate what may or may not be true yeah because usually there's some truth in those stories yeah, of you course. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that we don't just get there out of nowhere. But if we don't examine it, there's also some falsehoods in that yeah. story. And, and it's like, okay, what's what? Um, well, the other thing, it's, it's <clears throat> this inner simplicity, you know, that you mentioned, uh, or I mean, that's talked about that, uh, what is it, manifest in an outwardly. It was, it was very timely for me. Uh, as you know, this has been extremely, I've been extremely anxious this last, this last week. Yeah. And so hearing him uh, talk about 
we attempt to embody the simplicity and one of the one of the check marks or one of the inner gauges is our anxiety level right you know yeah. that i thought yeah. was interesting and and the way he broke it down of um I think he used the word duplicity, right? Yeah. Throughout it versus simplicity, yeah. Um, which you know that in if we're being honest, there will always do, be duplicity, right? Like you're yeah. not you're not gonna if you're living in the three dimensional <laughs> space of Earth, yeah. Uh, you're not gonna get rid of that, but to see where that see the places where that might be necessary, but then also embody this uh, life of simplicity. Um, just really got me thinking that like maybe not necessarily reevaluating my life, but just evaluating where my attention, what I think is important that my attention goes to. Right. Yeah. Um, because whenever I get anxious, my go-to is to run, like to mm, get away yeah. from the, you know, that manifested in my drinking or drinking career. Mm. You know, I was using drinking to run from these feelings that I was uncomfortable about. Um, you know, I've used, uh, I mean, we've talked about video games. I think you've mentioned that as sort of a distraction at times. Right. Um, My 20s, for sure. Yeah. yeah, moving moving around has been part of that for me. Um, even though I like living in new places, I can also see some of that of like, oh, I was getting uncomfortable at that point, and I thought the solution was moving. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't, because I took myself with me. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was an interesting part of this uh, this idea of simplicity, kind of looking at when when the anxieties peak. You know, what 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 am I putting first in my life? What am I putting uh, too much weight into? Too much attention yeah. into? Too much importance into? Because um, yeah, I can that future, that investment in the future, and that hanging on to the past definitely can trip me up at times. So yeah. I don't I don't know what else. Stuck out to you, um, just within this idea of simplicity. Yeah, well, there's because our minds, most people, most of us are, uh, we either tend towards uh, the excess of affluence mm. on one hand, and you know the pursuit of wealth and the pursuit of prestige, uh, mm. or we go the other way. Uh, so we become very dualistic. So we go the other way into asceticism. Mm. which is denying myself as much as possible. And, and it's on the fasting podcast that there's that as well. And, oh, and right. so, th so I think it's a human brain thing to do this. Um, and, that's, and that's why Jesus addresses it in the core of his teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Don't worry about to or tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's got enough. There'll be enough trouble <laughs> coming. Uh, you got enough stuff to worry, worry about Don't worry your today. pretty little head. It's, uh, there's more trials coming. Don't worry about it. You know, and that's Jesus. He's going to go to the cross. Yeah, he's, <laughs> got, he's got trials of his own coming. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, and Buddhism addressed the issue 500 years before that, as well as Judaism, which is the middle way. That, that's mm -hmm. the, the, the Buddhist term for that. Right. Um, it's about... Uh, Choosing in Buddhism, they'd say just choosing the contentment of the present moment. Mm. Uh, in in uh, probably in the Abrahamic religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Islam literally means submission. Okay. Uh, so you submit to the present moment. You, you to uh, Jesus called it the kingdom of God. 
seek first the kingdom of God, which is the the, the presence-driven life. Mm-hmm. Be present here and now and, and always be discerning what's, what's the next moment to do in love. Mm-hmm. Do the next thing in love. Uh, you know, and, and in Judaism, they, they had a radical economy. They, they obviously didn't practice it because the prophets, that's what the prophets uh, speak against. But, oh, right, but right, yeah, right. they were to uh, relinquish ownership and the accumulation of wealth every seven years, and everything goes back to, to Club Zero, as the go-go say. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm, I'm down with what the kids are listening to, <laughs> the go-go's. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so there's this, this middle way of, of uh, being non-possessive with your, with your mm. things, non-possessive, and being communal about it. And, and so I forgot what the question was. What well, was just it? the thing that starts, something <laughs> oh, else yeah, that had yeah. stuck out to So you. this middle way, yeah. yeah. To, so, so don't give yourself completely to the pursuit of affluence. Um, become aware that, that you have messages constantly trying to get to you to tell you what kind of a life you're to live and that you're not valuable as a person unless you can take your kids to Disneyland, uh, unless you own this or have that. Uh, or Western Playland. Yeah, Don't yeah. take your kids to Western <laughs> well, Playland. Well, Western Playland's okay. <laughs> it's not going to destroy you. Maybe. Wow, I don't it might know. kill you. It's pretty hot. <laughs> and the new Western Playland has no trees. <laughs> it's pretty hot there. But anyway, uh, yeah, so, so to, to live a life of, of what, what is this interior liberty, you know? Um, you know, and the idea of, of giving your stuff away, uh, there's a lot of joy in that, to, to enjoy something and then, and then pass it on to someone else. Uh, especially as, I, I've, as we're getting older, uh, we went uh, since 2020 with, with my heart surgery. We haven't really purged our household goods in two years. What do you... What do you mean? You know, where you just uh, offload your stuff, you know, oh, okay. lighten your load, uh, you know, uh, get rid of just your clutter. Donate stuff to Goodwill and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it away. Uh, and so we're, we're and, and so, yeah, what I'm thinking is, is being older, uh, I don't want someone to have to get rid of my stuff from me. Oh, right, right. You know, right. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and just the thought, even your photo albums, uh, if you have physical photo albums, which a lot of which people do. Which I do. do. <laughs> I still uh, do. <laughs> You know, they're, they're going to end up in an estate sale somewhere and then end up uh, in the dump. I don't mean to be a downer here, but well, that's, that's yeah. a reality. The majority, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, and so. Well, I, I think, too, to kind of go back to what you are saying about um, seek, seek, the, uh, seek the kingdom of heaven yeah, first. Yeah. And that, that was something that was profound to me. Um, or has been profound to me, but it was like a good reminder of, because um, I get all these ideas and plans, right, and and um, which which are fine, but uh, you know, first and foremost, seek your higher power, seek God, seek uh, seek that um, noble truth, whatever you know, whatever, like right. all you know, and then the thing you know, and and. The way is like you don't put simplicity first, and then you're able to seek the kingdom of God, right? You don't put yeah. fasting first, and then you can, you know. And it, right, there's right. these different examples, and it's like no, you just do. Um, you don't have to go try to st- save the planet first, and then seek that. Like seek 
the heaven, uh, kingdom of heaven, seek that, and then all these other things will start to fall in place. And yeah. so, you know, and, and one of the the sayings in, in the recovery world is we talk about our, our being relieved of our obsession and says God could and would if God were sought. You know, it doesn't say like if you if you find God or if you start believing in the right going back to the beliefs you were saying, if you start yeah. believing in the right God or if you do uh, these certain acts a certain way, then your uh, alcoholism or addiction will be relieved. It's like, no, you just have to seek. And, and in this context, for me, seek the kingdom of heaven. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it's through that seeking for me personally, where a lot of insight a lot of serenity um, my ability to be useful to somebody um you know i i mean i can't even think of a reasonable example but there's things that i do today to just be helpful to someone else that i couldn't imagine doing 10 20 years ago just because you know going back to that hyper (laughs) individual <laughs> Hyper individual. Ah, I can't say it. You're trying but. to say vulnerability and individualism at the same time. I think. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, thinking, really buying into individualism being the, yeah. being for you know for all intents and purposes the thing I seek, and but that has slowly changed yeah. over time, and it didn't happen overnight for sure. Yeah, and it, and that you know translates into how we deal with people the simplicity there mm-hmm. you know if you deal with the public like you know i taught school for 15 years and uh and so it became very essential to me to uh to intentionally say where is the presence of christ in this person in front of me because if i don't find that presence of christ in this person uh, i'm going to be in the news <laughs> the next day <laughs> Uh, yeah. Local teacher someone's choke, gonna lose slams, their, yes. choke slam student into death. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to lose their life <laughs> today. And anybody dealing with the public, you know what I'm talking about, especially reception. My mom was a receptionist for uh, her whole career. Yeah, receptionist. Dental clinic and for Bliss. Working and, at a phone call center. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, someone's going someone's gonna to die today. <laughs> <laughs> if my mom would have listened to Public Enemy back then, someone was going <laughs> to die that night. <laughs> someone's gonna die so so yeah so 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 you're interacting with someone whether it's a loved one someone you're familiar with uh, or a stranger um you kind of learn to ask the question uh put away the other questions these are the the you know these aren't cognitive usually what we're asking is what can this person do for me right or if we're more neurotic what can i do for them and, and that can end up in a well, neurotic situation. Well, or even what can I do for them so they can do for me later? Right, yeah. Or that, like yeah, this, this, this give and an exchange kind of thing. It's not evil. It's just go beyond that. That's what the gospel calls us to do. And so, so ask, uh, where is the divine presence in this person? And how does it call out to the divine presence in me? And, and, uh, and usually that's at an exchange of vulnerability of some sort. Uh, it may be as, as simple as a, a smile uh, or, you know, something very simple like that. Uh, but it's going beyond the, the usual human uh, give and exchange kind of thing. And, 
So or competition, you know, like like John O'Donoghue says, love has nothing to do with competition. Uh, so, so yeah, that's a that's a way a simple way of living. Yeah, and, and even uh, how radical that idea is, right? Like, yeah, because um, definitely, you know, definitely in Western society, where we're told to consume, right? And you can't consume unless you make the money, yeah, right? And so, which is fine, right? You you still got to eat. I, I think that was one of the, the things that popped out to me in this chapter that I'd never noticed before was uh, this idea of um, possessions aren't bad. Right. We just have the wrong uh, perspective on them or yeah. we can have the wrong perspective on them, which I know I, I have had, right? Um, but tools are still useful. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's like, okay, that was one of the things that, that I, you know, because when I think simplicity on a very, like, black and white scale, it's like, oh, get rid of everything. Yeah. You know, move to the mountains, live off the land, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that might be good for someone, but that's not necessarily for everybody. Right. Right, and I, I can't even remember where I was going with this point, but, but, but you know, being able to still uh, navigate twenty first century, yeah, contemporary life, right, and also embody this idea of seeking the kingdom of heaven, of seeking a simple life, yeah, um, of putting things in a, for me, sustainable perspective. Because I, I can I can spiral out of like, oh, this has got to be done right now. And if it's not done, then, you know, I, whatever the story is, I tell myself. And, and that's what I've been going through this week yeah. with, the, with my anxiety flying through the roof and, and the last two days. Um, and especially just this, this, this having read this right now was so timely. So it, oh, I, that's I'm good. Just, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about it. Um, and, and one of the things I'd like to explore with you um, is one of the things he talked about is um, walking into uh, simplicity, but not, but then also being careful of not getting into like a legality type of thing right. around simplicity. Yeah. And I don't, have you ever ran into that for you personally? Oh, yeah, like yeah. How, how have you navigated that through your life? Yeah, I get neurotic about it just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, usually the flags of or the signs of that would be uh, it's a form, if, if there's a form of self-righteousness attached to it. Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself uh, uh, what they call uh, virtue signaling, oh, right, well, right, right, I don't right. use plastics. And you have to let people know that you don't use plastics. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, all right, so this is your little attached and good for you yay you know you get a sticker oh wait sorry that's made out of plastic no sticker for you <laughs> uh you know um those kinds of things uh there's there's a navigation between speaking of plastics i you know there there is a a, a sense of mourning a sense of lamentation that comes to me of the way that i live still mm. uh every time i take the trash to the dumpster oh, the man. amount of trash that just 
you know, a few of us produce, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, you feel stuck. There's this feeling of being, because if I recycled, I know it's going to happen out here. It's going to go to a recycling center. That recycling center is going to catch on fire because <laughs> that's what, that's the way it is. Uh, you know, a little off the topic, I was also thinking of, there's, there is a, a comedian, he's, he's quirky and, and strange. He's kind of the millennials, Mr. Rogers, uh, except he's for adults, uh, but we're all still children anyway, right. so, it, you know. We're all babes. But his name is Joe Para, P-E-R-A, and, and he, he does a show uh, called Joe Para Talks With You, and there's, a, there's an episode where he goes to the supermarket and he and he's like, I don't know where all these items come from, and this is the way it's set up, and I don't want to spend too much time thinking about it, <laughs> and and it's very profound because he his show, this person that he created, uh, lives uh, the values of simplicity completely in a contemporary world, and he's quirky and strange, uh, very low key. Well, uh, and to give an example of his quirkiness and his strangeness. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. most comedians on Instagram, they're plugging their tour dates. Right. They're plugging their podcasts. Oh, no. They're, uh, um, they're using it as advertisement, right? right? Like, whatever. This guy, and I'm not exaggerating, you can go, if you're on Instagram, go check out Joe Para. He will randomly post pictures of tomatoes. Yeah. And it's just like an ongoing, it's, yeah. it's obviously an inside joke, but it's like every picture yeah. Even if it's not of a tomato, it's there's either a tomato in the background or it's like something made, you know, like yeah. ketchup will be there. You know what I mean? Like it's a picture. Yeah. It's something made of tomato. And I don't think, I don't, I don't know if he still tours or not. But yeah, he's in a tour right now. I've never seen him put his <laughs> tour dates on. In fact, somebody on Reddit said they want, they saw him recently, I think in the Buffalo area. I think that's where he lives. Okay, yeah, yeah. He lives in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, Buffalo in that area. The UP, they call it, uh, and and somebody had just seen him, and they and they ranted on Reddit that they they somehow want to get him to officiate their wedding, <laughs> that kind of thing. There's an episode where he he plants a bean arch, and it's a radical thing for him in his life. He's he, to get he puts he constructs the arch, right? And and the whole series, uh, and it's not very long. The series are like eight episodes, uh -huh. but it's all about the the two. Uh, the the beans, the vines. yeah, connecting <laughs> at the arch at the level, top. and that's the crescendo of the whole season, and and it's it's mesmerizing, and and it and it's because he calls people to a real simplicity in a contemporary world, uh, in, in a comedic way, right? And so it's very powerful, I think, uh, than becoming austere, angry, uh, you know, uh, and 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 then basically being consumed by your own self-righteousness. Well, I don't drive, the, uh, you know, a, 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 a combustible engine car, you know, right. uh, and that, that kind of thing. And, uh, and so, it's a, yeah, it's, it's honest, it's authentic. Well, and I think that's, uh, um, I, I, you know, I, I realize this is a, a, pot, a spiritually based podcast and Christianity and stuff like that, but it, I do think that what you what you were just talking about about this guy, you know, and I don't I don't know if he has any religious affiliation. I'm, you know, yeah, in the show, he's a Catholic. I'm I'm, I'm not going to <laughs> guess, but just this idea of being able to embody the simplicity in modern life, yeah, right, is is a very because I don't think it's easy. No, you know, it's 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 a it's a radical. Thing. It's yeah. it's uh, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, well, you said counter. I think you yeah, said yeah, countercultural. There's the other that. word I'm looking for though, uh, where it undermines the the powers of the system. Uh, oh man, I'm t- yeah. Just I don't I'm on slow mo this morning. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's that's the gospel. It's it's a it it doesn't it's not in your face in that sense. It's a very it's 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 a seed like Jesus said. It's a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Right. But I would add to the parable and say it it's a mustard seed that was carried by the wind, and it landed in the fissure of a rock, which is the world system, Mm. and. and first the rains fell, and then uh, and and winter came, and the water froze in that fissure of that rock, and it cracked open a little bit more, and then that seed went a little bit deeper, and it began to sprout there, and the roots began to crack the boulder open, and it took five hundred years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's kind of what we're, you know, that that's that's the original intent of the gospel. You know, obviously it didn't. You know, when it became. Uh, institutionalized, it, you know, became the the oppressor more often than right, not. Right, right. Uh, the church has, you know. But anyway, that's a topic well, for another day. And it, it's it's almost it's not almost, but it could be comparable to just a rebellious lifestyle. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. If if you're and and um, the one that that Foster points out, he talks about asceticism. Right. And how that's that's actually not the same is uh, simplicity because it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, you have on one end of the scale, you have the people pursuing wealth for the sake of pursuing wealth to become, you know, to become the richest person in the world. And then on the other end, you, you know, you have the people that um, the virtue signal yeah. people that are, are purposely not doing something and want to point it out to you. And, um, and we're not talking, and you know, I'm not talking about people that are living in poverty against their will. You right. Know, you know, I'm talking about the, the people that, um, where they're living in poverty, um, or going without, things possessions to point out to you that they're they're better than you to get self-righteous about it yeah exactly and so you know but still being able to walk through modern day society and have this rebellious outlook of the gospels of the sermon on the mount and just trying to embody how can how can my life be a little bit simpler today for the good of the greater community the greater civilization so um, and uh, still trying to come up with that word. <laughs> You'll think about it at two a.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You'll pop awake. Have to take another melatonin. Um, but and I know for me, it's it's it just it's an ongoing struggle. It's not uh, similarly to you. You know the the amount of 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 trash I create, the amount of, uh, waste, um, whether it's time, whether it's, uh, thinking about getting possessions or, you know, all the, all these things that, that, and I don't think this is even a modern day struggle, but just things that people have wrestled with throughout time 
throughout, um, you know, when, when, when we became an agricultural society. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it begs deeper questions. You know, it's kind of the paradox of simplicity. You go into deeper questions such as uh, what is it about my lifestyle that costs someone else something or another living thing? Um, and, and in, you know, and so even if you were a vegetarian, something has to die to keep you alive. And to become aware of that, that's a profound thing. And at some point, you're going to die. So what gift could you give in, in the death of your body? Uh, what gift is there at your death? And, and so these are profound things. And that's, that's, that's you know, a very monastic kind of connection there. But that's, that's where simplicity leads. Um, well, it's funny, too, because going back to the, is it Joe Para or Joe? It's Joe Para, right? Yeah. Going back to that example is our life is set up in such a way where we don't have to necessarily ask those questions, right? You yeah, walk into yeah. a grocery store. No, advertisers don't want you asking those <laughs> questions. Jeff Bezos does not want you asking those questions. Well, even just the technology we're using to record this podcast. Right. right. I have a computer here. The wiring has precious metals in it. I'm sure uh, the, the thing we're using to mix it. Um, has precious metals in that, and people, yeah. you know, people have lost their lives uh, mining those things so that we could <laughs> we could sit yeah. here and talk about simplicity, right? So just just yeah. as using this technology, and not that uh, you know, if we never bought this stuff, that those people wouldn't have lost their lives, right? These things were already made. Yeah, um, exactly. And and there there was I think we may have discussed it before. There was a. Uh, I don't remember the publication. Uh, it was an online article, but it was it was basically someone. It was, it was a journalist that tried to go. I think a month. Yeah, I'm probably getting oh. all the details wrong without having to use the big companies, the big tech companies, Apple, I think Amazon. She, I think she each week she tried a different one. Is that something. what it was? Yeah, yeah. It was something something. Facebook. Like that. Uh, and Google, I think, was the – it was four of them, right? Or I think it was five. I think it was Amazon, Google, Apple, Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft, yeah. And, and Facebook. Maybe Walmart. <laughs> no, it was, it was technology-specific. Yeah, that's right. It was technology-specific. Yeah. yeah, and it was, it was almost impossible yeah. to do that because there – I don't know what percentage of the computer servers in the world are AMZ, right? And, uh, and so, yeah. So you're you're in this world, you know, uh, you know, and it depends on how far you want to go. And there are those that you know, and throughout history, who who go out of the middle way, and you know, it's not, yeah. Who are we to judge them? You know, that's right. what they needed to yeah. do. Even someone that's caught up in the self righteous thing, and they're just annoying as hell to be around. That's their journey right now, anyway. That's exactly. where they need to be. Exactly. You know? uh, so, uh, yeah. Kind of reminds me of, I, I was remembering in college, I would get a, an afternoon uh, beverage, uh, you know, a Coca-Cola in a can, <laughs> and, and the machine was right outside this one obnoxious professor's uh, office, and, he, and I had taken a couple of classes with him, literature, and every damn time, I, if he was in his office, he'd see me getting a Coke, and he would come out and give me some factoid about how evil Coca-Cola is. <laughs> And so finally, 
I had the I had the last quarter about to be put in it, you know, to put in and, and he's all, Did you know that cola has a has a compound in it that strips your body of potassium? And so I looked at him, I said, So I'll eat a freaking banana. <laughs> clink, 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 <laughs> you know, and and just uh popped it open in front of him and as a as a basic F U. <laughs> But he was right. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, Coke's not good for us, and we enjoy them anyway. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> and not everyone enjoys it, right? Like some people don't drink Coke, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah. It's like it is what it is, exactly. you know. Everyone. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something I've wrestled with with this idea of the middle way. Uh, well, in two aspects. One, this idea of the middle way, right? Like trying not to go to extremes, and two. Um, being, I have a pretty addictive a personality, so my, not so much anymore, but in the, in historically, my go-to is an extreme. Hmm. And so. You have an um, addictive personality kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and being able to just, like, remember, like, oh, yeah, this is not projecting my my the way I live my life on others um, is super important for me. And I you know I've been thinking about it a lot the last like five to six weeks uh because uh it's just like I I'm on my path, you know, you're on your path and I just gotta be respectful of that and knowing that people aren't gonna embody the same ideas and principles yeah. that I have. Who would have thought? <laughs> right. <laughs> And being open-minded to other people's um, yeah. ideas and, and um, thoughts in and around what, what life in 2022 is or consists of. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, most of our brains, I think, are already kind of obsessive. And we're in some sort of an addictive process. Mm-hmm. And so, so maybe part of the... The spirituality or the game or the the life to do is to simplify your to non toxify your addictions uh and 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 to make them more simple things uh you know like taking care of plants gardening can be you can be yeah. obsessive in that, but at least you're not doing heroin at this point right <laughs> you see what i'm saying uh I think for me in my twenties i think uh, using video games uh, as a distraction was was actually a helpful thing for me at that mm. point in my life. Right, uh, and I, and I think it probably substituted alcohol. You know, yeah. Uh, and so you know, who knows, right? So well, you know, even even the alcohol thing um, for me was like it when I started drinking. I was very um, I had a lot of suicidal ideations at the time, very depressed and like just in a lot of, in a lot of anxiety and pain and drinking sort of numbed that for a while and, and got seriously got me away from suicidal ideations. Right. Um, unfortunately, several years later, it came back on me and became a super negative part of my life. But in that moment, it, it, you know, and I tell people it saved my life, you know, when I started drinking and, um, Probably the consequences overall were more negative, obviously, because I stopped. But in that moment in time, it was it it ended up 
it was self-medication, but it was medication I needed yeah, one exactly. way or the other. So, Yeah, you have to be generous with yourself and others, uh, you know, that, that this is all incremental. Everyone's journey is incremental. So you have a, uh, you know, uh, it might be stereotypical, but at most recovery meetings, isn't coffee, yeah. <laughs> coffee's being poured uh, copiously, right? Well, it's that's much better than booze. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've replaced coffee with booze. And you could either take that one of two ways. You could you could either criticize them for that. Well, they you know they just changed the flour. They didn't change <laughs> the root. No, coffee's way different than yeah. uh, bourbon, my friend. Uh, on know, many levels. Most people are getting so, blackout and doing exactly outrageous. So stuff give on them coffee. a break. Would you rather than drink coffee and go drive, uh, <laughs> or or uh, or a pint of tequila? You know. So, uh, so yeah. So there's increments, and we and and you need to 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 be patient with yourself in those things. So yeah. So um, for someone today that maybe. Uh, has never really wrestled with this idea of simplicity or it seems like such a far off thing. What, you know, what are some of the things you would point to them to start looking at within their day to day as they navigate the world, things to, to engage with or look at or um, start contemplating to maybe move towards yeah. a more simplistic life? Uh, probably follow the anxiety, you know, so as you lay in bed at night, um, and if you're in a situation where your basic needs are met, you know, for the most part, right, 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 right. uh, and you're still, uh, struggling with, with anxiety. So start asking yourself, why, why do you, why do I need this? Uh, why do I, you know, and I'm talking mostly to, to middle-class situations, right, of course, of course. You know? uh, Especially because that's been your our experience. Yeah, because yeah. people in impoverished situations they get the value of community. It's a survival issue. Yeah, uh, they get the value of family, and uh, and and simplicity is 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 given to them. You know, well, so and the anxiety, that's why Jesus is blessed are the poor. Yours is the kingdom of God. Yeah, the anxiety of going to bed with an empty stomach versus just yeah. Having, so I'm not talking about that. Yeah, yeah sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, but keep going. Oh, yeah, so so in that kind of situation, um, you know, you know, what is it? You know, and so, so maybe it's 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 a thing where uh, uh, you've had certain expectations of what your life is supposed to be, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we, I think we've talked about exceptionalism yep. before. You know, yep. uh, I think we did a whole either a whole podcast or a big portion. Yeah. Of it, yeah. And again, to be, you know, like I said, to, to reevaluate your relationship with what success is uh, and maybe have a more incremental relationship with success. Uh, because again, these are, these are falsehoods that advertisers have put on you and, and created your value system. Uh, by 30, you should be A, B, and C. You're not a valuable right. person unless you have this going on or that going on. Uh, you know, if you're not married... Uh, if you're not, uh, you know, if you haven't been divorced twice, <laughs> you know, you're an amateur. I've been divorced five times. If you're not on your third uh, marriage. Come on. You're a lightweight. Uh, if you don't, you know, and then if you're married, but now you, you don't have, you only have, you know, you don't have any kids. So now you're not really a family. Uh, your dogs and cats don't count, you know, and, uh, or in our case, spiders as well, you know. And so, uh, man, there's a giant spider in our bathroom. Really? Yeah. 
Like, I've noticed yeah. some daddy long legs in my room. This is a wolf spider, and she's oh, wow. giant. We're scared. <laughs> we think she let herself out. Can't oh, find hopefully. her. Yeah, I thought I heard the door slam. But anyway, um, yeah. So, so to to begin to 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 unravel some of those things. Um, so yeah. So if you don't have, and now you only have one kid, that's not really a legitimate family, you know. And then where you live? Well, you're just you're you're in an apartment, so you know you're not really legitimate. So this these are the things that you're constantly hearing. And you've got to learn to uh, to throw that yoke of oppression off and say f you, uh, you know. And, and you could do small uh, things. And again, I can't come up with the word. What is wrong with me? Uh, countermeasures or countercultural. <laughs> it starts with a sub. Uh, it's not coming. But anyway, uh, so for example, uh, in meeting with people pastorally or for spiritual direction. There are times where I've discerned where it was uh, affluent people. In the case of affluent people, right, I would right, intentionally right. Uh, meet with them at McDonald's mm. in Northeast El Paso. Uh, that's where I want to meet. <laughs> I would tell them that's my office. You know, in, in other words, to subliminally tell them, uh, you know, something there. Uh, and so... Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's that's what I would I kind of went off the rails there. No, 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 I think those are good points and the one thing that kind of the other side of what you were saying like advising people to throw off that yoke yeah of other yeah. people's expectations, but also um be care like be mindful of when you're putting that yoke on someone else. Right. Right. Exactly. So like in case of the kids like Maybe maybe this couple has been trying to have kids. Right? Exactly, it's none of your business. And it's like that's actually a painful spot exactly. in their life, and they don't need to be reminded that it you know that it you know yeah. they don't need that mirror necessarily up in a social situation. Same thing with you know buying a house, yeah. or, you know whatever you know whatever your living situation is. You're like, oh, well, that's that's not quote unquote legitimate. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's like, be careful of like, we don't know. I know it's like, it's overused adage, right? Like walk a mile in someone else's shoes. So then when you criticize them, they're a mile away and they don't have any shoes so they can't get, <laughs> catch up to you. But it can be painful, you know, if, if someone's like, oh, you don't have any kids? What's wrong with you? And it's like, yeah. well, let me get into my medical history. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Explain it that way. Exactly. Because they're not going to do that, right? Because they're, you know, so not only... Uh, throwing off the yoke, but be careful, like placing that yoke, yeah, on someone else because it's, and we do it all the time. Oh yeah, so a good, I, a I'm good, guilty of it yeah, sure. a good mantra for situations like that is to just uh, tell yourself, repeat it like a mantra. Shut the up, <laughs> shut the up. Do it as many times as you can. <laughs> Emphasize each word in your mind uh, because it's not our business and. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, and I, I think Mother's Day, I think I might have mentioned this somewhere. It feels like we talked about this recently. But go yeah, ahead. yeah, Mother's Day in the church is one of the most toxic days of the year. Uh, that's why I don't even like meeting on Mother's Day. You know, not, there's this, uh, it, well, first, it's, it's an advertising holiday that was created by advertisers, uh, co-opted by advertisers. Uh, the, the woman that came up with the concept regretted it. Uh, by the end, because it was taken up by, you know, the, the consumer culture. And so the church has gotten right into it. Mm. 
and it seems innocent enough. How dare you criticize motherhood? <laughs> well, you know what? A lot of people have really shitty mothers. A lot of people don't even have mothers. Uh, and, and, uh, and a lot of people uh, would like to be mothers, and, and, and they can't. Yeah. And, and so, you're, so there's this, you know, it's, it's, it's anti-gospel at that point. Because it's saying these people are special uh, in God's eyes, and you're not. You're forgotten somehow, uh, and and that's that's anti-gospel because everyone's included. Well, in the and gospel. Christ went out of his way to associate with the forgotten. Yeah, that's who he, he hung out with. And and he he's the last person you want as the poster child for family values. Yeah. You know what, what is a what is a thirty year old. Uh, Jewish man not doing, <laughs> not having with, a family, not having kids. Dudes. Yeah, no wife, <laughs> no kids. What's wrong with you? You know, that, there's a statement there, you know, and in the way that he lived his life. You know, I wrote somewhere one time, uh, you know, he was born in the ghetto. He lived in the ghetto. He was crucified in the ghetto. He's buried in the ghetto. And to this day, he is still ghetto. That's the value of Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's, you, you wouldn't hear that anywhere in, in today's right. church. Jesus is here to make you rich and affluent and make you your best person, uh, and that, that kind of thing. And so, yeah. Well, and that's what I was cracking up while I was reading and listening to this chapter was like, uh, you know, if you, if you brought this, if you brought this specific chapter from that book to someone from the prosperity gospel. Yeah. They would just, they would, they're, no, they would I, just rip it up and be like, no, that's not true. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, there's no argument, because the, you know, the argument that is made for simplicity yeah. is a, a reasonable and thought, thought out, yeah. not, not even argument, but just, you know, saying, you know, saying this, this is a way to live life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and if someone already believes that, the way God or Jesus shows you your uh, your favor is to make you rich. Yeah. You've already you've already made up your mind that if you're rich, then quote unquote Jesus is blessed. Yeah, it's kind of the nature of evil and the powers. You know, uh, when an institution or a force or an idea is so ingrained in the value system of a people that it can't be criticized, uh, right. uh, then it's truly evil. And so, like, in this culture, you can't criticize consumerism and capitalism yeah. without people it's, getting it's losing their minds. Calf. There was a time you couldn't criticize the church as an institution or Christianity in any way. Um, the military, you, how dare you? You hate the troops. You, know, uh, you hate the troops. Uh, you know, uh, the state of Israel, I mean, that's a big one. If the, the, the policies of the, of the Palestinians, if you bring any critique to that, you're you're all of a sudden a racist anti-Semite uh, Hitler lover, you know. Right. So it's like wow. So uh, uh, you know, and so there it is. Yeah, motherhood in that sense, it's a small example, but but yeah, I mean, if if you're not will, everything demands to be criticized. Yeah, that's how we keep things in balance. That's why comedians are important. Yeah, because that's that's the role is yeah. to to speak to the powers in that sense. And, I think that's what Jesus was doing on the uh, Sermon on the Mount. I think he was, he was, he was subtly doing that. Uh, I think that's what Judaism is. Uh, it's, it's kind of a poking fun at the great empires and powers around them. Uh, Throughout just, history. Yeah, get a load of Pharaoh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Look at 
this guy. Yeah, look at this guy. Look, look at, at Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> oh, he's a great guy, huh? How about that Nebby? Uh, going around in a field eating grass, you know, kind of thing. So, Cool, man. We're, uh, we're coming up on time. Is, is there anything else sort of on your mind or on your heart uh, that you'd like to, to wrap up with before we, we call it a day? No, I'm just truly appreciative of just the seems like enthusiastic support for yeah. the book initiative. So really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you everyone for that. And, uh, th you know, thank from my perspective, thank you for putting pen to paper and, and writing the, this poetry. Yeah. And putting these verses into the world. and, and um, On Amazon servers. <laughs> so, <laughs> on on Microsoft Word. Uh, yeah, Microsoft Google, Word. Google Documents. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We've used all the above, folks. So. Using my iPhone. Uh, yep. So, uh, yeah. So, thank you for, for the support there. Um, obviously, we'll keep everyone up to date as the, the process unfolds. Uh, thank you to Jacob. That's what you hear in the background with Monk Drums. Uh, if you want to learn any more about uh, Desert Rain community in general, theruin.com is a place to go. Um, and we just we just thank everyone uh, for their time listening, any contributions, uh, anything you've done to support us. We're, we're, at least I am, extremely humbled. And